Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. Let's talk about leadership. I'm going to share with you six approaches or leadership styles. As you think about each one, consider two things. Number one, how well does that fit your leadership style? And number two, how would you like working for someone who had that particular leadership style? Underlying that, of course, is would you want to work for someone who has your leadership style? Once we've gone through the six styles and you've had a chance to consider your style, whether or not you would like to work with someone with that style, and your view of how leadership should actually function, I have then for you a short quiz where you can look at your leadership style, think about your style, think about the six styles, and somewhat evaluate yourself relative to the six approaches to leadership. The first one is top dog leadership. It's pretty much like it sounds. Let's see how that works. Top dog leadership, if this is your style, you value a high level of personal control over and direct management of your followers. You work best with very cooperative followers and have low tolerance for non-compliance. You run a tight ship. Your followers typically defer to your perspective and are eager to do things your way. They tend to compete for your approval and may prioritize getting your blessing over getting the job done. Top dog leaders get kind of a bad rap these days, but the truth of the matter is that sometimes an organization, a situation, a particular circumstance really needs a boss, someone who is clearly in charge. In those situations, Top dog leadership is exactly what is needed. Let's shift now to lead dog leadership. These are leaders who are saying, follow me. They are not particularly heavy-handed. They are not particularly demanding. They're not particularly inclined to require people to follow them, but want people to follow who are kindred spirits, who want to go in the direction the lead dog leader is going. Let's take a look at how that works. Lead dog leadership, you are a visionary who sets the organizational course. You reject use of power and control, placing your faith in the goodwill and principled behavior of your followers. You favor followers who function well with minimal supervision and direction and who naturally see the validity of and value in following your vision. Your style is an excellent fit for kindred spirits, but is less compatible for those who may occasionally question your vision or who desire more structure and guidance. Your followers may tend to separate into the constant majority and the small but distant minority. Task leadership, the next leadership style, comes pretty close to non-leadership. It has more of a coordinating, organizing, keeping things on track kind of quality about it. Even so, it's a style that appeals to lots of people in leadership positions and also to a lot of participants. The participants are experts in their own right and don't require much supervision or direction. Task leadership is exactly what they want, exactly what they need. Let's listen to how that works. 
Task leadership. Your strength is in getting the job done and depends on having qualified followers who are ready to work. Your followers are expected to bring the necessary expertise to each task and efficiently handle their piece of the project. This works especially well for followers who are expert at what they do and neither need or want direct supervision or involvement beyond their immediate tasks. It works less well for followers whose expertise may not be an exact fit with the current requirement, who value understanding how what they do fits in with the success of the larger organization, or who value social contact and interaction. It also may be less effective in the event the various elements of the enterprise experience minor to major disruption or variance from expectation. Technical leadership, the next leadership style, may at first seem to be a pretty specialized, narrow leadership approach. And in many respects it is. On the other hand, most teacher-student situations have an aspect of technical leadership, have that technical leadership quality, and, as a matter of fact, are subject to the disadvantages of the technical leadership style. Let's listen to how that works with special attention to the downside, to the drawbacks to using the technical leadership approach. Technical leadership, you know what needs done and how to do it. As the resident expert, your followers need only follow your instruction and direction. Your style is a particularly good fit for inexperienced followers who are eager to improve their skills and demonstrate their value to the organization. It also works well for more experienced followers who are comfortable deferring to superior knowledge and expertise. It may work less well for followers who value more autonomy and want to become experts in their own right, for those who value independence. The next leadership style, motivational leadership, is almost totally dependent on the personality of the leader. At times, motivational leadership can transition over into manipulation and other areas where perhaps we would prefer not going. Nonetheless, motivational leadership is very important and serves some groups of people very well. For example, politicians. Let's see how it works. Motivational leadership. Although you may not be especially charismatic, even a small measure of charisma adds to followers' attraction to and to their desire to align. Your verbal and interpersonal presence are compelling and interject energy and want to as your followers coordinate their energy, interests, and aspirations with yours. This works well for motivating less engaged followers, but may pull weaker and less centered followers into blindly following, with a minimal sense of consequences or personal responsibility. The last of the six styles is values leadership. This is the style that works best for me. It's the one I see myself as best aligning with. At the same time, I can, through experience, assure you that the downside of values leadership is very true. The tendency that we will see toward homogeneity is real and is something that one has to continuously guard against. Let's see how values leadership works. Values leadership. Your strength is in showing followers why what they and you do is important, why it matters. This works well for followers whose personal views and priorities are already near alignment with yours. You have a knack for encouraging followers deeper into the fold. Alternatively, 
followers who are more diverse shy away from your leadership, and over time, your organization tends to become more and more homogenized. There you have it, the six leadership styles. Which of the styles most appeals to you? Which of the styles is most consistent with your approach to leadership? Which of the six styles represents someone for whom you would want to work, someone you would choose to follow? Let's shift our attention now to the quiz. Think about each question and how you feel about that particular issue relative to your leadership style. The quiz. What is your preferred style, your comfort zone? What is the primary disadvantage or limitation of your preferred style? How do you detect a mismatch between your preferred style and the immediate situation? How do you assure you appropriately adjust your style to the current circumstance? Why would great people choose to follow you? Let me close this episode by simply restating the last question on the quiz. Why would great people choose to follow you? Thank you.
Music by Kevin McLeod.